Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley of Matt Riley Fly Fishing. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing pretty good, Marvin. How are you? I'm just trying to stay out of trouble, and it's interesting. We were talking before we started recording. You've kind of had um, odd weather in your part of the world. What are the fishing conditions like these days? Yeah, so it's it's been a little... uh, it's kind of been in a bit of a holding pattern, you know, relative to water temps and flows and all that kind of thing. Um, the last report we did, we still had fairly warm water temps. You know, they're pushing 60 degrees and um, it's it's cooled down quite a bit. We've gotten a good bit of rain and rivers went up and dropped six, seven degrees in water temp. Um, talking the smallmouth rivers here. Um, and they're they're back down to to you know pretty fishable levels now. They're still a little on the high side of of full, um, but trout rivers are in great shape. Um, the new and a few of the other uh, smallmouth rivers are, you know, like I said, still a little high, um, a little dingy, a little full. But um, we're slated for another you know inch to inch and a half of rain tomorrow. And today was the last day in a warming trend. We had like 65 degree temps today here. And I think it's supposed to drop back down into the, you know, upper 40s and 50s for highs um, the next couple of days. But hopefully it doesn't set us back too far. Yeah. And it looks like maybe the long term long-term trend will be a little bit warmer than that assuming you don't get blown out on the smallmouth water i assume that means that the fish to the extent they were starting to move up the water column they've probably started to get go back down to the bottom so if you're fishing for smallmouth now are you really having to kind of prime off the bottom a little bit or are they still chasing streamers yeah you know it depends on the day um it you know the trend and all that you know even if you've got even if you've got cooler temps if if they're rising because you've got a succession of, of um, warmer days, you know, they'll be a little more active. You get a cold snap the day after, you know, they'll be a little more, a little more slow. Um, and you'd have to dredge them up with crayfish or, or, uh, you know, bottom dredging flies. Um, but certainly as it starts to get warmer, you know, even now in the mid fifties, if, if we haven't had some, you know, funky cold front, roll through that that sort of um freezes them up a little bit uh they they should be chasing chasing streamers no problem got it and does that also mean they're kind of moving out of those kind of traditional kind of slow back eddy kind of pre-spawn areas too um so you know females should be still in those areas um as we get kind of into the upper 50s i think just because of you know sort of how late in the month we are here and and um and and all that you know since we almost got there a couple of weeks ago um we should start having some fish moving into spawning locations and and i've seen that a little bit the last couple of weeks but um it, it should really sort of pick up in the next week or two um given we have good temps but um definitely you know fish should be in in those you know sort of what you mentioned those slower deeper um current seams sort of adjacent to spawning habitat and then you know you'll have males moving in early to to scope out nests and and um or you know new nests i have a feeling they probably 
swept a few nests, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but they'll be in there kind of scouting things out. And, and, um, so those two habitat types are, are where I focus right now. Got it. And can you share any tips for folks about how to fish for the smallmouth, but, you know, not affect their spawning so that we, we see strong recruitment numbers year after year? Yeah. So, um, well, it, I mean, it does help if you know, sort of on your river where, um, where fish traditionally spawn, but just sort of avoiding those areas is, is the way that I would, I would go about it. You know, the females are in the spawning area near the nest for a day or two, you know, and then they'll move off into deeper water, um, to recover the males sit on the nest for usually it's like 12 days to two weeks, um, as the eggs are fertilized and then, and then hatch. And then they'll guard fry for, for a little bit after they hatch and then they take off. So, um, the danger of fishing for spawning fish is relative to fishing for males, because when they're on the nest guarding fry and guarding eggs, they're very aggressive. Um, and pretty much anything that comes near their nest, they'll come out and swipe at or, or eat just out of a, uh, out of an ag- ag- aggressive nature or, um, you know, just being protective and fighting that fish and taking it off of its nest theoretically opens it up to nest predation. And, you know, you lose eggs to sunfish species and salamanders and crayfish and, and that kind of thing. So, um, if you can just avoid the areas where fish are actively nesting, um, and fish, you know, deeper water, you know, sort of the same places you were fishing during the pre-spawn, um, and just not really beating up those, those, um, spawning sites, you know, you're, 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 I don't think you're doing anything wrong. You know, you're not, you're not risking taking a, a male off of their nest. So, um, I think you're in good shape. Yeah, and, and how do you identify those sites? Do they look kind of like trout red? So you'll see these sort of, um, I guess they're yeah, bigger my, b- bigger than a dinner plate, but these kind of cleaned out circles. Yeah, um, usually, um, I mean, generally about the size of a dinner plate, um, maybe a little smaller sometimes. But they uh, they're always going to be in areas that are protected from current. Usually in a river, it's it's in um, you know a few feet of water, not not super deep. Um, usually, um, it depends on the river and the structure of the river, but behind, um, big ledge systems or points in the river, um, where you have current wrapping around a point and, and flat still water, you know, that's sort of a, a, uh, consistent depth on the bank. Um, and you can usually see a fish, uh, sitting on it, um, as once the hot, the fry hatch, they're a really dark black color. Um, and like a day or two after they hatch, they almost just look like it, it looks like the nest is just black. Cause they're all sitting there in a ball. Um, and then as they mature, they'll kind of spread out and you'll usually see a male sort of near that, that ball of fry. Um, and yeah, so that, uh, I think that sums it up. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. And I guess, you know, in terms of the trout streams in your area, to the extent that you don't get blown out in the next 24 to 48 hours, I assume it's probably, you know, nymphing a little bit in the morning, but then the fish are really starting to look up uh, later in the day. Yeah, it's it's been really good. Um, we've had 
Um, yeah, again, a little chillier mornings, um, but we've had lots of bugs around the last couple of weeks. Um, March Browns and Quill Gordons are still around. Um, some Isonicias and uh, some little Yellowstone flies. Really, I mean, you can, depending on the creek, you can catch you can catch fish on on a lot of different dry flies. Um, if you want to fish a, a dry dropper system, you know, you could fish something like a, a smaller stimulator or a humpy or, you know, and then, you know, the, the actual sort of imitative bugs like the March Browns or the uh, Quill Gordons, um, depending on what you see on the water, um, will take fish too. But yeah, it's, it's been really good. And even with the creeks a little full right now, um, they're still fishing, fishing really well. Um, and, Again, you know, the thing about rain on our trout streams is it tends to run out pretty quick. Um, even if we get all, you know, the whole inch and a half in the headwaters of, of some of these second order streams, you know, they they should be fishable again within a couple of days. So nothing too permanent. Absolutely. And, you know, folks, remember, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. If you'll send them to us on the Articulate Fly Facebook page, uh, we'll make sure to include them in one of the fishing reports. And if we use your question, um, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag and you'll get it into a drawing for uh, some pretty cool stuff from Matt at the end of the fishing season. And we were talking before we started recording, Matt, that since you're not guiding right now, you've been catching up on your writing assignments. What have you been writing recently for the rural Virginian? Yeah, I, I've been trying to. Um, the uh, column that's coming out this week is about um, we have a we have a pretty cool nonprofit here local to Southwest Virginia called the Blue Ridge Discovery Center, and they are devoted to outdoor education. Um, they do a lot of programming. Um, I usually help out in the summertime. They do like a week long fly fishing camp where the the campers will go you know, fish mountain streams and ponds and tie flies. And, um, they usually do a new river float, which I usually help out with. Um, but it's a really cool organization and their sort of hallmark, um, fundraising event is called the Mount Rogers, uh, naturalist rally, which has been going on since I believe 1974. Um, it was started by the forest service. And then when, uh, Blue's discovery center started back in 2008, I think it took them is like six years. They, they started running the, the rally in 2014 and now it's kind of their, their pet project. And like I said, the, uh, their primary fundraising source, but it's typically a, a weekend full of field trips in the Mount Rogers national recreation area. Um, you know, we'll have fisheries biologists out there, um, demonstrating, uh, backpack electrofishing, um, birders you know usually professors or biologists from from the area um leading nature hikes focusing on bird identification or uh, native plants that kind of thing um the hike mount rogers which you know is our highest point here in virginia and talk about um highland weather and climate and all that kind of thing so usually a lot of cool things going on um this year with the the covid19 um climate that we're living in they've moved it online. So, um, there are not as many cool hands-on, you know, in-person kind of activities, but the, the flip side is that now it's available to pretty much anybody because you can hop on and do it online. Um, and 
they're still doing, you know, they got webinars from, from people who would have otherwise led um, guided hikes or, or classes and that kind of thing. Um, and some, a couple other cool things. Um, I've donated a, a float trip to their, uh, their raffle and they're raffling a lot of other cool things off too. So um, that's an interesting one. Um, I've also got a, definitely, I think by the time this podcast airs, um, it'll be out. It's just a review on uh, the Yeti uh, loadout go box, which I got my hands on last year. Um, it's a waterproof, you know, durable gear box that um, the longer I have it, the more I find, you know, different uses for it. And I, I use it pretty much every day um, when I'm guiding and fishing these days. So um, that's another cool one. And I think that's all I got for you. Well, that's awesome. And I'll drop links to all that good stuff in the show notes. And um, before I let you hop, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can book you? Because it, you know, I think everyone's hopeful here at the uh, end of April that we're starting to get kind of towards the end of, uh, you know, the worst of the sheltering in place. Yeah, man. So I'm certainly going to be, um, you know, just kind of evolving operational uh, policies as we go. But um, currently, um, I've got some trips on the books for the end of May, um, way trips that I'm hoping to be able to do. Um, Here in Virginia, we're starting to open up some businesses again um, on May 8th. So, definitely hopeful to be able to do some way trips towards the end of May and then certainly um, starting June 10, which is the end of our stay-at-home order. Um, I'm hoping to be back on the river floating with clients for for the rest of the smallmouth season. But the uh, the website is mattreillyflyfishing.com and all my uh, contact info is on there. So, um, you know, feel free to get in touch with me however you want. Um, even if you don't want to go on a trip, you know, it's nice to talk to people about fishing every once in a while these days. So uh, love to hear from you. There you go. And folks, you know, if you can get out and fish, that's great. Please do it responsibly. You know, look out for yourself, look out for your family, look out for your fellow man, and we'll all be together on the other side of this thing on the water very soon. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. All right. Thanks, Marvin. Thanks, Marvin.